welcome to the podcast, Adulting Uncovered. I'm your co-host, Caitlin. And I'm your co-host, Alizé, and we would like to welcome you back to Adulting Uncovered. It's been a really long time since we've been on here, but you know what? The holidays are over, it's a new year, and we're ready to go in full force. Before we get started, we want to remind you about our social media pages. You can find us on IG and Facebook at Adulting Uncovered. And if you're feeling, feeling up to it, go ahead and give us a good old rating on any platform that you listen to. Yes. So like Alize said, don't forget to leave a rating and a comment. Um, but we want to update you guys on some great changes that we're making to the podcast. Um, we did take what, like six weeks off, if not more. Yeah, it's been a long <laughs> it's time, but you quite know, quite a long holiday, but we both spent the holidays with family. Um, I know I went home for two weeks and got to spend time with my family and thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, we got back, we're both getting back into swing of things of school and work and we're finally settled. And we also spent some time behind the scenes, really trying to work out how to make this podcast a better experience for us and for our listeners. Um, I know that when we first started the podcast, um, we had a vision for what we wanted to do. And honestly, we just felt like we weren't really meeting that vision. So we're making a few changes that we think are going to be beneficial to both us and that you guys are going to enjoy. So our podcast now, um, I know in the past, we kind of focused on media and kind of how that relates to us and our opinions and thoughts on different situations in media, but we're now going to focus on Reddit reads. So if you guys aren't familiar with Reddit, it's a platform where people can basically anonymously or not anonymously post their different life experiences that they're going through and get advice from just random people in the public. Um, so we're going to be reading Reddit stories and hopefully eventually we'll get to a point where we get anonymous um situations and stories sent in from our listeners that we can give advice on and our opinions and thoughts. Um, so we're going to start with that today. Um, and we'll be reading a few stories and kind of giving our thoughts and opinions on them. And if you guys enjoy this format better then we'd love to hear your feedback, but we just thought this was more like real life situations that are relatable, um, compared to situations in like the media that don't really relate to the average person. So before we get started, like before, we're still going to check on each other and see how each other's week was going. So Alizé, how has your week been? Well, Caitlin, you know, y'all, it's a new year. You know, it's a new year. We're going to try to go into positive, but you know, this new year's already kicking my butt. This week (laughs) has been a lot of fun, a little update on the six weeks that we missed, just some things that have been going on. Um... Blake and I, um, my boyfriend, his name is Blake, we got a puppy and we got her at eight weeks. So she's very much a baby. So our life has been puppy, you know, <laughs> getting up <laughs> in the middle of night. Basically a newborn. Yeah. So we've been getting up in the middle of night, doing all that, take your potty, like trying to figure out how to potty train her. She is, thank God, 11 weeks now, but we're still trying to figure that out. And the thing that sucks is we can't take her outside yet because of the vaccinations and everything like that in LA is not the best place to have an unvaccinated puppy so it's been a lot of that in figuring that out um another thing is we went to Texas um kind of like over the weekend um this was the first time that Blake's met my like my family in Texas like my mom and grandparents and stuff it's kind of been hard because we started dating like the September before 2020 when the world like basically ended and we haven't been able to go out there just because like our jobs wouldn't allow it you know how to quarantine all that other stuff so finally got to meet my family I think that went well you know it was a lot of fun um it was like 33 degrees in Texas which is not nice for someone who now lives in California where it's like 72 degrees you know I think I've lost that layer of tough skin because I was freezing my butt off the whole time I was there but other than that, it was a lot of fun. Um, kind of back to be home in the warm weather, you know, not too bad. But other than that, like just trying to figure out life, school, work, puppy. Basically, puppy is our life right now. Just a good old newborn up in here, you know. Cannot right. wait till she's older. I know everyone says like you're gonna miss the puppy stage, but right now I'm ready to get out of it. Right. Maybe it's I'll hard to see it that for now. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to miss this. Right. But, you know, we're working on it. We're getting there. You know, we had signed her up for training classes. But, of course, 
like the first week we, we couldn't go because she had to be like two weeks post vaccination mm-hmm. and then um then we went out of town and then our trainer got COVID. So then it's just been like pushing everything back and back and back. <laughs> and I'm like, will we ever right. get her into classes? I don't know. We've been looking into other things. It's like $3,000 out here in LA, not friendly at all. So we're, we're, we're working on it. You know, we're working on it. We're right. We're getting there, but you know, that's my life. How's yours, Caitlin? Um, so my past week was pretty good. I, have just worked. Honestly, we worked, I worked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of last week. Um, I worked overtime with a different case yesterday and that was interesting. It was day shift and I felt like a zombie. Um, but other than that, I had a pretty good week. My mom, um, is actually having surgery tomorrow. Um, if you've listened to our previous episodes, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer in August. So she's finally done with chemo and having, um, surgery tomorrow. So we're excited to be doing, taking care of another step in this process, but she, that's another thing that happened over the time that we were gone. She did finish chemo. So that was fun. We got to like do a, a end of chemo celebration. So after 20 weeks of chemo, she was finally done. So we're excited about that. What else has happened? You guys know that I'm still wedding planning. We are almost, I think actually starting today, we're like less than three months away. Cause February only has 28 days. So that's interesting. Um, word of advice to anyone out there thinking about wedding planning, just, just go destination guys. (laughs) No, I'm excited for the day to finally get here and all of this hard work and stressing to pay off. But other than that, my week was pretty good. So yeah. But I think if you are ready, we're going to start with the first story. So today's topic is going to be relationships. So these are just random stories from Reddit that have to do with relationships. So I'm going to read you the story, Alizé. Keep in mind, guys, Alizé has actually not read the story. And I read the story, but I don't read the updates. So I'm not sure like what the outcome of any of these stories was. So we're going to go ahead and start. So Alizé, the title of this story is it has been seven months since we learned that my wife, a 34 year old female can't have kids and she still has not gotten over it. I, a 35 year old male am seriously considering a divorce. (gasps) Yeah. So this will be interesting. Oh my God. (laughs) I know you're like, we haven't started yet. Hold on. Don't pose any judgment yet. Let's read the story. Okay. So the title may seem harsh. So I, so I apologize. Also using a throwaway account because my friends know my real account, a bit of background info about my wife. She's an only child and had a rather lonely childhood. So to her having kids and watching them grow up together is an important issue for her. If not the single most important issue in her life to make a long story short, seven months ago, we learned that my wife is incapable of having children. Of course, both of us were devastated and she ended up leaving her job. For the first month after this terrible news, all she did was cry and watch Netflix in bed. I bought her meals in bed, started working from home and gave her my full support and attention because it was the least I could do with the news that we received. But now it is seven months later and she is still crying and watching Netflix in bed all day. I ask her every day if she needs anything, but I get all I get in response are variations of either leave me alone or some peace and quiet. Virtually the only time that she gets out of bed and is when she fixes herself some snacks, uses the bathroom or takes a shower. I do all of the cooking, cleaning and laundry in the house. I've suggested many, many things to help her recover, including, but not limited to. And then he makes like a list that says one is therapy. She said that all therapists spew BS back at you. Two was adoption or using a surrogate. She shot down both of those saying that it just doesn't feel right to her. Three, even moving her to her parents' city, and she said moving 100 miles away was just too stressful for her right now. Four was buying a corgi puppy because corgis are her favorite, and I was desperate for a solution, and she snapped at me saying that a puppy is no substitute for a real human being. And five was taking her on a week-long trip to anywhere that she chooses. Again, she said that this is just too stressful for her right now. 
earlier tonight, I had a talk with my wife and I told her that our relationship is just not sustainable if she is going to continue to act this way and that she needs help. She said that she's fine and called me an asshole for suggesting that she get help. Don't get me wrong. I love my wife with all my heart. I'm doing my best to help her, but she is refusing that help and in total denial. I know that she'll be devastated if we get a divorce, but honestly, I cannot bear living like this for much longer. What do or can I do in this situation? So that was a lot to unpack. <laughs> that was rough. Like I know. Rough. So basically the short of that is they found out seven months ago, this couple, they're in their thirties. She cannot have children. And so she's in like a state of depression. So they're married, right? Yes, they are married. Um, I don't know, like fertility now, I feel like nowadays, especially is finally something that's talked about like fertility issues. And I know like it used to be kind of taboo. You didn't really tell people when you were having issues, but like now it's so talked about and it's like, heavily discussed on social media and things like that but it sounds like this guy's like not a comp you know like he's not like an asshole in this situation I think he's honestly just doesn't really have a solution for how to get his relationship back after her seven months of grieving right because so we can be like basic and say you know through sickness and in health you right. know when you, when you get married you know there's going to be those times and then from the point of like a nurse we know that everyone grieves in a different way in their right. process and the length of grievance can be long right you know but at like I guess at a point you're like not necessarily about your own life but you know that is your partner right and he's definitely gone about it the right way and like suggesting things yeah I think you so know? too I feel like it's like I don't think he's like being an ass and like, okay, you need to get up out of the bed. Like you need to figure it out. And right. he's been super supportive. Like he's like, you know, quit your job, stay at home. But I also think something big, which from my own personal stance, like I always, I tell Key all the time, like my biggest aspiration in life is to be a mom. And so if I got like devastating news like that, I can't tell you that in seven months, I'd be like, okay, I'm good. Right. Like, Cause it is, it's like, you're grieving. It's a loss. You're like grieving the mm -hmm. ability to ever carry and deliver your own children. And especially right. her history, he was saying like, she's an only child. And one of the big things that she's kind of always look forward to is being able to have her own children and watch them like grow up together and not have right. to be like a lonely single child. Like she's always been. So yeah, this situation is definitely difficult. And I just feel like, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with him though. Like it's some, in some aspect, like at some point we have to like pick up the pieces and figure out like what we're going to mm -hmm. do next. Like, right. how can we remedy this situation? Um, you know, I always say like the situation you've been dealt, like you just have to figure out how to get through it and like accept the situation you're in. And so I feel like while she's still grieving, maybe just I think the big thing, like her saying, like therapists kind of spew BS back at you. I think maybe if he represents that idea, because it is a grieving process. And like, maybe if she can talk to someone professionally about how to move through like the process of grief through like in that situation. Right. Because that is a hard part of like, this is kind of like side note kind of, but you know, we've all had like different experiences with therapy and you can have that like horrible experience, but it's not the same with everyone. So maybe right. just giving it another chance with like someone else and like, maybe not her just not going by herself, but they can go together right. the first time just until she like gets comfortable with going. But it is true. Like at what point, but I also feel like seven months isn't that long. <laughs> I know that's not, I, that's, I guess that's what I was thinking. I was like, seven months is like not that long. I don't, I don't know that I could imagine myself laying in bed for seven months, just watching right. Netflix, but grieving, I could imagine that like getting upset right. sometimes and like still being emotional about the situation. I do think it's a little bit different because if what he's saying is true and literally saying like, okay, we're seven months in and she's still literally just only getting out of the bed to fix herself food, use the bathroom and shower. Like there's obviously beyond grief, like possibly a state of depression or something there. So right. You want to address that before like she gets deeper and deeper into like a hole. But I will say kudos to him as a partner for like wanting to like 
trying to seek advice on like what's the best thing to do because right. he feels like he's tried everything. So, and then the way that Reddit like operates is so they have like top comments. And so one of the top comments suggested that, and it has 6.2, 6.2 K upvotes. So it had a lot of upvotes is basically people just said like, sit her down and literally read the exact post he wrote, like, so that she understands where he's coming from. Um, and then see if she, how she responds to like, how she responds to that. Someone else said to actually print out the post he said and let her read it to see that, like, so she can see kind of how he feels about the situation. And then then would she be going to it as like a, because I guess it is anonymous. Like she wouldn't know that he necessarily wrote that or is he like doing it from like, this is what I wrote. What do you think? No, yeah, I think you, I think what they're suggesting is like, he like lets her know that he wrote it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. And I guess it would depend on, how you think she would respond to knowing you posted about it on Reddit. I don't think he has like negative intentions. So I guess is where I'm getting at. Like, I feel like he's just looking for advice from people that may have gone through the same situation. And there's actually someone that did post and say like, I faced um, some fertility issues and I always had a plan B, which would probably have been surrogacy. If you really want children, you'll do whatever it takes to get them. Um, she said, I feel desperately sorry for your wife, particularly if it means that bio, like biological kids aren't an option. I would have been happier with biological kids versus surrogates than donor versus me, but that's just me. But she needs to, uh, well, this person says, but she needs to get her act together. If she really wants a baby, it can take years to adopt and find donors and surrogates. And the pair of you need to treat this like a mission work together. It will all be worth it in the end, whether that's some kind of fertility treatment, donor, surrogate adoption or fostering situation, parenting takes courage and resilience. (laughs) But you also don't want to go into another situation of like adopting a child or doing something like that. And you're not even fully like have grieved your own loss. Right. Because it's not fair to that child. Like you need to, like, I know it takes a while, but don't bring another child into this world or like into your situation. And you haven't even like grieved your own loss. Cause then it could be like you not only mistreat that child, but she may not feel connected with that child because she hasn't grieved her own loss yet. Like, exactly. I don't think you should necessarily like rush into something like not yeah. fair. And I feel like, I don't know, like the way that she, like the way that this person mentioned, like it being like a mission, like, I feel like, I don't know, like that makes it kind of sound like a game and like right. having a kid is not like a game, like a mission. Like we need to complete the mission and just get a kid by some means. Like adopting right. is a very intense and intimidating process because not only are you adopting a child that's not biologically yours but you have to have a connection with that child in the same way that like that child has a connection with you you know even like as a newborn like I feel like if you go pick up a newborn and you're gonna adopt that newborn and you just don't feel that connection then you just don't feel that connection like so, and I, I get what the person was trying to say. Like, it's a long process. So don't sit around for two years and like grieve, but that's, I don't know. That's a hard situation. Right. But what's the update? I need to know what happened. All right. So here's the update. So it says, hi, all. First off, I want to apologize for not responding to every single post, reply, or PM. I'm genuinely touched by the sheer amount of support that I received. And I spent quite a few hours crying my eyes out as I read your messages and well wishes. I know the night after I wrote my original post, I wrote my wife a short letter. Thank you. And then he mentions one of the people that commented for the idea And this is how it went. He, so I'm going to read, it's just a short letter. He said, dear wife's name, I love you more than you can imagine. And the most I want in this world is for you to be happy. I understand that as a man, I probably have no idea how intense the pain that you are feeling is. I'm doing my best to help you. But the fact that you won't help yourself is taking a toll on our marriage. I honestly cannot continue living like this for much longer. And our marriage is in jeopardy if you don't make an effort to get better. However, I want to get over this bump together and start working in the right direction together. I'm ready to talk whenever you are with all my love. And then he said his name. So he goes on to say that he put the letter on top of her laptop, went to bed the next morning. Um, 
he woke up a little bit earlier than usual, fixed her a double helping of her favorite breakfast, which is like blueberry pancakes, bacon, scrambled eggs, and fresh squeezed orange mm-hmm. juice. When I walked into the bedroom with her food, I saw her reading the letter. When she saw me, she put the letter down, got out of bed, threw herself into my arms, and started crying. Full oh. on, I know, he says, full on Niagara Falls crying. Oh. I hugged her tighter and told her I love you so, so much and started crying too. I honestly don't know how long we stood there hugging each other and crying. It could have been 10 minutes. It could have been an hour. I honestly don't know and don't care. When she stopped crying, she promised me that she would go to therapy. Reddit, you guys don't know how thrilled and proud I was when I heard those words. She then asked me if we could go on a trip to Japan because in her words, I really need to leave this effing house for once and get some fresh air. I was so proud of her and she, that she took the initiative in planning our trip. She always, she's always been a methodical organized person. And as she booked the flights and hotels, I saw in her eyes, the same spark that made me fall in love with her eight years ago. We just, I know it says we just finished packing for the trip. She, and she fell asleep with the faintest of smiles on her face. Not too long ago, we have a 5 a.m. Uber to catch and a trip to enjoy and both therapy and dog shopping sessions lined up when we return. Oh, we're not quite. I know it says we're not quite out of the tunnel, but we can see yet, but we can see the light at the end. I'm going to bed and thank you all who followed my story and offered well wishes. That's a good man. That's a great ending. Man. Oh, I love that. Oh, my gosh. I love that for them. I was honestly kind of worried. I was like, (laughs) that because that letter could go either way. Like, she may be offended by that, and it just not. I know because he was very like direct, and I was kind of like, ooh, like, I don't know, but that is awesome. Good for them. Um, hopefully it ends up leading to them eventually being able to have a child in a way that they can both be happy with. So I know I want another go. update. Like what I, happened? Now? I know. I'm like, so, so what fun. happened now? Do you guys have children yet? Like, <laughs> like that's how you approach it. Like, oh, I know suggesting so therapy, maybe like we should post on Reddit for advice. <laughs> I know guys I need some advice in my life my life is a hot mess <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. do that how do I maybe do you should I mean you can do it you just like make an account and do it anonymously I mean don't on Reddit name on. <laughs> yeah no, I'm not gonna do it. Wait, do you have to do like an anonymous email or something or no no like um you create like a username and you can make your username whatever like that person's username was throw away 615 <laughs> Mine is going to be sugar baby 911 guys. So if you see that, that's for me. <laughs> the whole point of being anonymous is to be anonymous. <laughs> Just kidding. That will not be me. If you see one, that's not me. <laughs> My God. I'm going to do that. You know, we're over here trying to give you advice, but you know, we all still need advice in and of itself in our own lives. I know. So that's what I'm going to do. Maybe you should see what people say. Okay, this one's this one's pretty freaking ridiculous, but I'm going to read it anyway. Um, all right. So the title of this one. So this is an am I the asshole one? So we're trying to determine if this person is the asshole in the situation. So it says, am I the asshole? This is the title for getting angry with my girlfriend and demanding she pay to replace my sheets after she got blood on them. <gasps> all right so this says (laughs) 26 year old male have been dating my girlfriend 24 year old female for about a year now and we recently moved in together she didn't have a lot of furniture and such so it's mostly mine in our apartment including my bed frame which he put in parentheses frame mattress and sheets he wanted to emphasize that he owns the sheets (laughs) I am a bit of a neat freak and she generally is too. So we get along pretty well living together. Now I'm not one of those guys that gets grossed out over a woman having her menstrual cycle. I understand it's a natural process. I've had sex with my girlfriend on lighter days with a towel down. I'll go buy her feminine products any day with no concern. I don't get weirded out if she mentions it. I will say though, it totally grosses me out getting on my bed though. 
Well, a few days ago when we woke up, I noticed a blood spot on the bed and got totally grossed out. I knew she had been on her period for three days already, so it wasn't any sort of surprise accident. I asked how it happened and she was upset and said she thought she didn't need to sleep with anything on. I told her that that was absurd. Why would you go without wearing anything and get blood all over my bed? I told her that was irresponsible and that she needed to pay me for new sheets. She agreed to pay for new sheets, but got upset with me for getting angry and calling her irresponsible. She said that she likes to not wear anything when she can. And she said she thought her flow was light and she wouldn't bleed overnight. She says, I have no reason to be angry or to talk down on her over something I don't experience. I said that she should have been more careful with where we sleep and that it was unhygienic. Am I the asshole for getting upset and wanting her to pay? Yes, yes, you are the freaking (laughs) asshole. You are the biggest asshole ever. Are you kidding me? The fact Uh, that she even typed up that post and asked. You should have realized you're an asshole halfway through that. Oh my God. Like, come on. How do you say you're not someone who gets grossed out by a period, but First of all, it started with a spot of blood on the bed is how he explained it. And then the further he gets into the story, he's like, it totally grosses me out that she ruined our sheets. Okay, but he said he would have sex with her when she was at, like, it, when it was lighter. Did he not? I just don't, yeah. Does that yeah. not gross you out? Like Apparently not because it's not on the bed because they put a towel down was what he said. And I'm just like, and we've all had those days where you think like, oh mother nature is done like she's done her job and we're gucci and then you wake up the next morning and you're like what the hell she's back again (laughs) okay how's it also being irresponsible what's being irresponsible is not using a condom and having sex and having a kid (laughs) not not wearing a tampon or a pad that's not irresponsible we've all done that first off you're not a woman so you don't know what it's like so shut your freaking mouth also what happens when you like so you're telling me she's never gotten anything in the bed. Like I've woken up in the morning and didn't realize like my period was coming. Right. You don't prophylactically put a tampon in. Right. Like you put it in when you start your period. Oh so God. I was just like, wait, what? Okay. Biggest so he did a bunch ever. of edits. So he put like a bunch of edits, which is kind of, I guess, like his version of an update. So the first one says, a lot of people seem very confused by what I said, not wearing anything. She was wearing her normal pajamas, just no menstrual products. She said since she's on birth control, she is very light on day three and doesn't ever bleed onto the sheets. It still seems completely unreasonable to me to not have some something for extra coverage just in case. To everyone saying to just wash the sheets, she did, but I just don't like the thought of it. I know, wash them, like, come on now. Like what? Detergent? Like you've gotten worse things on your clothing before. Exactly. Also, I'm really confused on why like it being on the sheets really grosses you out, but having sex with her while she's on her on period, period is not right. you out. Like that's on you. Like Ew. it's on you, on your person. <laughs> exactly. And that should gross you out that showering. Yeah, it comes off. Same thing as freaking washing your clothes. Is that, do you yeah. get grossed out by that? I just don't understand. Like, that I'm dude sounds confused. like a complete asshole and I already can picture what he looks like <laughs> like she needs to leave him and she can do better like you should never be put down for some mother nature shit you should never right, be well, and and something then, like, that he doesn't even go through exactly like you can so you're saying you'll go to Walmart or Target to get me tampons but god forbid a small spot shows up in the bed and by accident because you lose your mind over it and demand that I buy a whole new sh- set of sheets. Like, excuse me. <laughs> so his second edit says, I obviously see that I was being a prick for being condescending towards her and not being sensitive to her embarrassment. I told her I was going to replace the sheets myself. She got upset again, saying she didn't want me to financially burden me every single time she could potentially have a mm-hmm. leak. And that washing them was good enough. I told her I obviously just have a weird phobia with it. I need to work through. I did ask her to wear products every night until she knows that it's gone. And she called me ignorant and had no right to suggest how, and that I had no right to suggest how she handles her period. She's coming to get her stuff to stay with her mom. So it feels pretty over. I'm sure many of y'all will be happy to hear this. 
Okay. First off, the fact that he had an ad in there that what was his and what was not when they moved in together makes him sound like a douchebag and already makes exactly. her feel like, bad about not being able to afford to have half the stuff for their apartment. Like, no. And what if that's not the circumstance? Like, what if, ha- like, when me and Key moved in together, for example, like, my house, like, Key was living in the barracks in the army. And mm-hmm. I had had all the furniture my mom gave me whenever she moved out to live with my stepmom. So we had all of what was my furniture. That didn't mean Key was broke and didn't have furniture. Like, right. it was just the convenient option. Like, we just had furniture we were able to carry over to save money. So if I he's going to make her feel like again, shit for that, then no, yeah, you don't need like to be she with said, her at all. If every time she has an accidental leak, she's going to have to go out to the store and buy probably his 15,000 thread count sheets. <laughs> like, that is so ridiculous. You know, and I feel like he's the asshole and she is right for packing up her shit and leaving. Right. Little side note to any guy who's listening to this podcast, do not ever get on your girlfriend for something like that. She cannot help it. Do you think we enjoy having periods? No, let alone we don't need you bashing us and making us feel bad about leaking every once in a while. Like, let me let you go through shit like that. Like, no. And then him trying to like dictate the fact that she's gonna, she, he said he like demanded that she wear like some form of product every single night until she knows a hundred percent it's gone um that shit is expensive first of all Mm -hmm. and again like I said there are times when you think your period is done and it creeps back up on you which sounds like what happened she said I was day three I'm on birth control I normally don't have a heavy flow especially not by day three so I didn't think anything of it Right. And technically you're not even really supposed to wear tampons overnight anyway, if you sleep longer than eight hours because you're at risk for toxic shock syndrome. So I'm guilty of doing that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I do too. Yeah. I have too, but still. Two things we learned from that. Men who are listening out there is never tell a woman that she looks pregnant or call her fat. And number two, don't <laughs> ever comment on her period and feel like you know everything about it because you do not. Right. So you do not. shut your mouth about it. Don't You don't know about like fertility. You don't know about women having babies. Because then, you know what? If you got an issue about her leaking, then just wait till she have a damn child and she's going to leak everywhere. <laughs> and she got to wear a diaper 24-7. Like, then say right. something. Like, what? I don't know. No, You're definitely an asshole, the asshole in this situation. Oh, yes. and there's more. There's more updates. So oh, this gosh. says third update. Yep, she is definitely. She says it's definitely over. I tried taking what some of you said about understanding that the flow fluctuates and all that, but mm-hmm. she said the damage is already done. And then a mm-hmm. final update was after sleeping on it and talking to my family and friends, I am definitely in the wrong here. I had no reason to yep. be that grossed out or to ask her to replace sheets that she, when she washed them, I definitely had no right telling her she was irresponsible and how to manage her own body. I apologized Mm -hmm. to her sincerely. And she said she definitely deserved better than that. She agreed Mm -hmm. and is not taking me back, which I deserve. This was my first time living with a woman and I fucked up big time. Thanks to the people. Uh, trying. (laughs) Sorry. I just had to add it every time trying to give helpful advice and thanks to the sub for showing me how awful I acted I'm going to take in all of this moving forward I shouldn't have ever seen my apartment as still my apartment when she moved in that was awful of me too best I can do is take this all in and learn from it and treat the next person in my life better people have read it have a good weekend well, damn, she stayed on her word on that Good. one. Good. Because that, said, you know, forget you. That just, mm, over a little spot. Rubs me the now. wrong way. Right. Asshole. Complete asshole. That wasn't even a and- question. <laughs> the title of your post was an asshole. You're an asshole. Well, and that's the crazy thing. Like, the fact that you had to talk to your family and friends to get an understanding of the fact that you were being absolutely ridiculous is sad. Like, who are you raised by to think that you would demand that your girlfriend who lives with you buy you a new set of sheets because she leaked onto your sheets? Like, that is terrible. You know what? If I have a son, I'm going to teach them about periods and shit women go through because they have no right to talk. They do not. Right. It's not fair. For sure. 
All right. So this is our last story guys for this episode. And it's another, am I the asshole, um, story. So the title is, am I the asshole for uninviting my 23, 25 year old girlfriend to, or uninviting my 25, um, Okay. I'm sorry. Am I the asshole for uninviting my, he's a 25 year old male girlfriend, 24 year old female to a family dinner because she refused to dress modestly. So I feel like this one, we can't really take from the title. It's going to take a little bit more um, details. So I'll go ahead and read it first. So my girlfriend and I have dated for just barely three years. She has met my immediate family, but she has never met my extended family. So we have this tradition where once a month, my grandmother hosts a Sunday dinner for the entire family at her estate. We all show up. And if you're old enough to use the stove or use a stove, you cook. My girlfriend has never attended until very recently. The first time she did was in December prior to Christmas. This is because my grandmother would prefer to not have non-family and partners that haven't been around for a while present. So basically she kind of like gained her like time to be invited mm-hmm. to the family dinner after three years. So uh, when she attended in December, I got word that my grandmother didn't approve of her choice of clothing and won't welcome her back if she doesn't dress more modestly. My aunt told me that grandma thought she dressed whorish Now I fully disagree. And so did my family and my aunt. My girlfriend was admittedly dressed slightly less conservative than the other women attending the family dinner, but I wouldn't call that what she was wearing immodest at all. So I told my girlfriend and asked her if she would dress more conservatively next time. So come January, the dinner is this Sunday. I wanted to not have to repeat, have a repeat of what happened last time as I want her to get FaceTime with my family. I asked my girlfriend to show me her dress before this weekend. She did, and the dress was less conservative. Again, it wasn't a modest, in my opinion, but just less conservative, and I knew already after seeing it that it pissed my grandma off again. She said no, as she really liked the dress, and it was modest. I told her that what's modest to her isn't going to be what's modest to my 80 year old grandmother. I told her if she wanted to buy a dress, I'd pay for it. She refused after some arguing, she proved that she was not going to budge. I told her, told her that if she didn't change it, it would, if she didn't change the dress, it would be better if she just not show up and we try to find a solution for next month. She then said she wasn't getting a different dress. And I told her that it's best she not come and I'd go without her. She said, or she told me I was being unreasonable and putting an old woman's outdated views over her freedom first. I feel like I was being very reasonable. Am I the asshole? Uh, You know, this is hard. It's very hard because I feel like when I get around like my grandparents and like my great grandparents, like you just got to dress different, you know, you just got to be like that in that respectful mode. Cause you know, they just from a different time, but right. like, I don't know. Cause I, I don't know. I feel like whenever I go around them, it's like, put on your like Sunday best, you know, you got to dress appropriately, you know, but it's hard to not, it's hard not knowing like what her dress looked like, but then it's also like what it's like, just depends on your opinion. Like, you can be wearing a dress that's like covers your shoulders, goes all the way to the ground and someone can still feel like it's not modest, you know? So it's just like, right. Subject to your own opinion, but uh, I don't know. Family is hard. I know. I feel like, I feel like that's the difficulty for me is one, like we can't see the dress now. Like Mm -hmm. if you are pulling up to a 90 year old grandma's house on Sunday for the traditional Sunday family dinner, and you got on like, a little short, tiny bodycon dress, like with some cleavage showing, like, I don't know. I feel like there's just a time and place for everything. And I get the whole, like, especially with the time where we're going through a lot of like feminism and stuff like that, and being able to have like freedom over your own body and stuff. I just feel like it's once a month and it's a few hours. Like you don't have a few dresses that you could just like throw on that are like your church appropriate dresses just for the sake of pleasing grandma. Like she's right. 89 years old. She's not going to budge on her opinion today. Like, cause then it's not, 
The other key in that was the when he said the estate. Because you know they fancy then oh, going to an okay. estate. So like, come on now. Said, one of the comments said, like, he, okay, so, like, he mentioned estate because he's trying not to piss grandma off in hopes that he gets that estate when she's not alive in a few years. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, damn, that's messed up. Right. But, but, like, to he, the state, you ain't gonna wear. For no reason. He right. could have said grandma's house. He said the estate. He wanted So you know, to know that it's going to be fancy, fancy. Like, you need to put on your Sunday best. Like, I wish right. we could just know what kind of dress she was wearing. Because then that would, like... But it's true. Like, well, so here's the hours, thing, though. But they like, said... Just put something on. Right. They said the aunt who and everyone else who agreed that she was not dressed immodestly was dressed more modestly than she was. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if the people that are there, the women that are there agree with you and say, like, you weren't dressed like a whore, but they were dressed more modestly than you, then it's probably a situation where they do the same thing. Like, it's a time and place thing. Like, grandma prefers that we all dress modest on this traditional Sunday dinner that we have at her estate every once a month. Like, or grandma just don't like you and she's going to pick mm, on you no matter what. That's like, awesome. that could also just be a thing. <laughs> then one of the comments was like, she ain't going to be around for much longer, girl. Nope. Just like. <laughs> where somebody said where where your sunday's best the next few months girl it'll all be okay because when oh, you're living in that up. estate with your boyfriend maybe it'll be better <laughs> then grandma gonna be mad and haunting the place oh my god that's very true but yeah and like some people were saying like it is the thing is like yes it sucks and you might feel some type of way but it's also like it is grandma's house like mm-hmm. you are going to grandma's house if she asks that you dress more modestly when you come I don't agree with her using the word whorish I don't like that like I feel like that's very judgmental but mm-hmm. I don't know grandma don't like, like her that's why grandma does not so? like her right she called her whorish that's that's like <laughs> old grandma don't like you get out of my house kind of thing I know. And the fact yeah. that she like basically makes you gain your like years before you can come. True. Picky. Like, no, like you don't grandma said, up. don't bring your little one night stand over to the traditional right. Sunday dinner. Right. But yeah, there is no update on this story. So they're not, I'm not sure. That's what the happened. update. They ain't together. <laughs> they yeah, ain't together. I was gonna say. Um, the top comment got upvote upvoted 14,000 times and um just said yeah you're the asshole if you want a future with somebody stand up for them instead of obliging by your family's opinions if your grandma is judging her because she doesn't want to wear a potato sack that's on grandma (laughs) so Uh, and then the comment the comment to that which got 10k um upvote said I think there's is some nuance here the cookouts are at grandma's house I think her wishes have to be taken in consideration what I would do differently is that I wouldn't go somewhere my significant other isn't welcome so Mm -hmm. that's the hard part like y'all when you get in a relationship there becomes this thing between like pleasing your family and then pleasing your significant other and there's like this fine line of like whose side do you take which is like horrible that you get put into those situations you know right and I feel like especially there's like that line when you're not married because then your family feels like you should be on their side more in a right. way because you're not yeah. they're not like and some people would say older people say like permanent in your life yet so right. it's like very well, hard that's the to thing, like, like for a girlfriend do you like stop going to the family traditional like right. every once a month like I don't know like grandma's not gonna be around forever she's 89 years old like do you just stop going to the every once a month Sunday dinner because you know she talked about your girlfriend right that's just hard like I don't know like and I feel like anytime there's conflict between like your significant other and family it's just difficult because you obviously don't want to have to choose Mm -hmm. but I don't know. And then the thing is, like, honestly, if grandma's 89, like normally if this was like his mom or something that was saying something like this, I would say, like, have a conversation with mom, like sit down and set boundaries, like recognize that have mom recognize that this is somebody I've been in a long relationship with for the past three years. Like if this is someone you have intentions on staying with long term, like 
this is someone that's important to me and set boundaries, but I just don't know that you're going to set boundaries with 89 year old grandma. Like, right. <laughs> she, they like set in their ways. They ain't going to change. I know. That. Yeah. And it's, I think that's the thing though, is like, it's those traditional mindset, but like, again, it's one of those things. Like, do you ask your 89 year old grandma to change her views on stuff just because she's not like with the times currently, you know? I don't know. It's just complicated because I feel like it's also one Sunday a month for a few hours, like the one commenter said, and it's at her house. Like, I don't agree with her calling her whorish. I think that's disrespectful. And even as her significant other, I feel like he should approach grandma and say like, look, if you have opinions, fine. Don't call my girlfriend a whore. Like that's ridiculous. But at the same time, like if grandma says, look, all your aunt and your mom and all your sisters or whatever, all dress modestly when we have Sunday dinner, like that's what we do. And we're asking your girlfriend to dress more modest. I don't think that's an unreasonable request. But calling her a whore. an update is and like show us what this dress <laughs> looks like because I need to I know. I know that's hard because I'm just like. I'm envisioning the fact that grandma said whorish that this looks like a club dress. Right. And what is it's probably like, like uh, barely above her knees. Got a little it's like, like a midi sundress. Like <laughs> it goes down to her freaking ankles. Shoulders and it's showing like a flowy and stuff. sundress off the shoulder or something. And grandma's right. like, her shoulders are showing. I don't know. <laughs> that's hard. I don't know. Like that's the thing is if I can't, because I can't see the dress, I don't know how to respond. I feel like again, like, I don't care what she wore. Like, don't call her a whore, like approach her on the, like approach her boyfriend on the side and say, Hey, like, this is a family thing. Like, you know, we typically dress up for these things then fine, but I don't know. And I'm also the type, like I can read a room and I mean, that's like, I wouldn't go to church and feel like I would feel uncomfortable, you know, if I like showed up to a place where everyone's like, obviously dressed, like I'm underdressed, like dressed modestly and put together. And then I have on like a mini dress with my shoulders out or cleavage or whatever the case may be. So I would, in that moment, if like he came to me and said, Hey, when we went to grandma's on Sunday, like she mentioned that your dress showed a little too much. Like, do you mind wearing something a little more modest next time? I wouldn't have a big deal with that. I wouldn't throw a fit about it, but, but I'm also the type, like I've been to his grandmother's house before. And I made sure that like, it was the hot of summer in August in the middle of Arkansas down in the country, but I didn't pull up in like booty shorts and a tank top, you know? just because I knew I was going to see grandma so right (laughs) it's just like an unspoken code that you just don't but maybe you know what maybe that doesn't go for all like races and cultures races maybe I know I was like is that a black people thing though like yeah because we always like gotta show up Sunday best gotta look certain way you know right but maybe it's not but you know what maybe she didn't grow up in an area where people got estates right well and then that so I think someone commented something like that too like based on the fact that he said estates people were kind of like well it seems like you have a certain type of lifestyle so like Mm -hmm. is this like bougie yo easter hat like sunday dinner because if that wasn't if that isn't something she's been around or been exposed to she may not know what like the best dress is you know right and to her that may have been the dressiest that she gets so right. I think like as her significant other, it's just like, you know, her best. And is this her trying to be like sexy at grandma's or is this her like really just not understanding what the problem is? Mm-hmm. Communication is key people. And my favorite phrase, situational awareness, understanding the situation and how you fall into it. You know, <laughs> have you, yeah. have you seen the movie, the last song or read the book? With Miley Cyrus and Liam with Miley Hensburg. Cyrus. Okay, I was gonna say that, but then I was like, "Let me not be wrong." Yes, that's my. That's jam. what this. This that's kind of like what this reminds me of. You know, she's showing up to his like fancy yes! house. I look a certain yes! way, and then she gets all the muddy, estate. and they like looking at her all bad. Like one of those situations, yeah. you know. That's what. That but that was a movie, and it was super cute, and he was like defending her. Yeah, that's what he should have been doing. Was that's defending what he do. her? Yeah. But he ain't trying to piss grandma off. He's trying to get that estate, girl. Yeah. I mean, He's no like, grandma's him. inching on 90. <laughs> 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 we cannot risk the estate. 
over a damn dress. Like, go put a longer fucking dress on so we can get this money. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's she's fun. granny shouldn't have called her a whore. Okay, she shouldn't have. That's not have this fun. whole vision of exactly what they look like, and they like I'm picturing it just like the last song movie, <laughs> right? That's exactly what came to my mind when you were saying that. I'm like, okay, he's Liam Hemsworth, <laughs> and Miley Cyrus here pulling up with a muddy like <laughs> booty dress on, uh-huh. like she's heading to the club, and she just she didn't have situational awareness. She just didn't know watch like if you posted a picture of this dress it's probably like something i would even wear to church and they want her in a muumuu and an easter hat (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i've always wanted to like when i get older be that one that wears easter hats and you know all all the time the hats got a little different wigs for each hat (laughs) you gonna be mother of the church no (laughs) ma'am i'm gonna be that one that one woman in church that everybody knows Wow, in church. That all the kids come up and say, hey, Mother Alizé. Yeah, you got some you peppermints in your purse. <laughs> Butterscotches. Sitting there fanning myself and everything. <laughs> Woo, it's hot up in here. <laughs> Jesus, Lord. Sitting on the front row. <laughs> trying to listen to the pastor's message. We have really gone off the, off the yeah. rails here. <laughs> But that was my last story, you guys. So we are going to go ahead and close out this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're so glad to have you back. And we hope you guys like this format better. If you'd like to send us an anonymous story, um, you can do that on our social media pages and we won't release like what your name is. We are going to work on though, a way for you to submit stories for advice in a, in a true anonymous fashion. Um, Cause we're thinking we would get better feedback that way. But until next time, be sure to tune into our next episode and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to us on podcasts and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Adulting Uncovered. But until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.